Love it. <laughs> Love it. Bro. What, uh, yeah. Roy Tell Rumble, it. man. <laughs> just, it went just down. Let, just to let everybody off air know how we, how we just decided to start the pro- podcast. That impromptu. <laughs> Gorinda just said yeah. to me. Gorinda just said to me. What did you say to me, Gorinda? For that, bro, I watched the Royal Rumble. <laughs> the 2021 Royal Rumble. I love it. I absolutely love it. This is this is such a throwback, man. You, you couldn't have said oh, anything man. better to put a smile on my face right now than, than bro, bro, I watched the Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you, man? I love it. I love oh, it. dude, it's, seven, it's seven year old Brown. You should be called, should be called seven year old Brown right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah too big, too big, too big to be watching Royal Rumble Brown. That's that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Brown, never, man, never. It? Tell me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was hilarious. No, because like uh, my housemate brought it up. He's like, Royal Rumble was happening. I was like, Oh, same. He's like, Shall we watch it? I was like, Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Uh, let's watch it and uh yeah it was so strange man it's like it's amazing how they put on an event where there's no there's no crowd yeah Uh, did you did you watch it i no, i didn't watch it but i've seen Mm. i've seen the layout so yeah go on yeah 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 so it's just it's wild man it's like it's just pure i mean you gotta give credit to the wrestlers as well like they they know how to entertain like all they've Mm -hmm. got going on is the sound of a crowd in the arena and they've got these screens up where it's just basically actors who have been paid to be there as if they're watching the Royal Rumble. And, uh, you know, they will sometimes do a thumbs up, some tells to do a thumbs down um, if they're booing the, uh, uh, what is it, booing the uh, the wrestler. Mm. And then, uh, but the thing is, it's like, it's all pre-recorded. You can tell after after a while, you're like, oh, these people aren't actually watching from home. <laughs> this is, this, is, yeah, this yeah. is pre-recorded. So it's like, you get to see some faces in the crowd. It's really weird, it's really wild. But I mean, they did it. I mean, they smashed it, man. They did well. And um, yeah, it's such, I haven't seen a Royal Rumble in so long. I was like, all the competitors. And it was strange how of all the competitors, it was the one that I knew that ended up winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who, should, we, should, should we spoil it a letter for people or should we just leave it ambiguous? We like, yeah, it's, it it's a bit of week. It's been a week already. You should know by now. If you're into wrestling. If the name of the winner who means anything to you. Yeah. Who's Edge. Uh, Edge, there we go. Yeah, man. Exactly. What, a, what, a, what a sick guy as well. Bro, he's 47. I'm what? Like, yes. I was nice, like, cause he, dude, think, think about how long he's been around. I, last time I watched wrestling was probably when I was like 13, 14. Hmm. And I knew him from then. So he's, he's, he's been around for 20 plus years. And I was What's like, it? 47. Wow. He exited for a while, right? Because I think he had like mm. a couple of years out because he broke his neck or he broke a disc or he slipped a disc in his neck, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah that was yeah. it. Apparently he was told he shouldn't wrestle again. And um, and then he was like, all right, I guess I guess I better not do that because otherwise mm. I'll probably damage myself too badly. But yeah, mm-hmm. apparently he's made, he's made a comeback. Like, I, yeah, I don't know the history. I don't know much. I was just, uh, my housemate brought it up. I was like, okay, jokes, let's just do this. I love it, man. I love it. Yeah, he was he was a sick guy back in the day, man. I, I actually, I think I remember his retirement where he came out and he was like, "I've got to hang it up because I can't do I can't do this anymore without potentially risking my future and risking my family." Mm-hmm. And I think they were there, and it's like, it's all wrestling is very emotional. Eh? Wrestling is yeah. actually very emotional. It's the first like soap yeah. opera that we all we end up watching. We laugh at our mums <laughs> for watching like ZTV and Star Plus. But we're out there watching like fucking No Edge, don't go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He comes out again. You're just like, yeah, I'm so happy right now. That's it. It's it's so funny. It was um, he was the first one in to the Royal Rumble an hour later. Oh he's the wow! One. He's, yeah, he was yeah, the victor. I like it. I like it. Yeah, that's sick, man. That's sick. Sending him in first because that is always cool when they have the first two guys. 
and they just mm. like just like a normal wrestling match. They try to get each other on the ropes, and obviously nothing ever happens. But then, yeah, uh, yeah as it fills up and fills up, that's cool, man. I like that. Yeah. yeah, it was right. jokes. Oh, like the it was. I think Randy Orton was the second one in, right? So oh, shit. apparently they've got a bit of history. And, okay, okay. Um, they don't like each other, so right. that was the battle. And uh, and yeah, the the drama. <laughs> so mm. Randy Orton, like you have to be thrown over the top rope to be eliminated from the Royal Rumble. But what Randy Orton did was he, he well, I wouldn't say snuck out. He just um, th they were both fighting outside the ring. And mm. then uh, I can't remember the ins and outs, but they went back in the ring and then Randy Orton went from, he took himself out of the ring by going under the, under the bottom rope. And he was like, my knee's done, my knee's mashed. So he went away and he was getting treatment for it and stuff. And I just like, I, I don't know a great deal, but I was like, nah, man, this is fishy. <laughs> this is super fishy. They were showing like camera footage of him getting treatment in the back, in, uh, in the, in the changing rooms and stuff. And I was like, just saying this saying to my housemate Matt. I was like, nah, man, this this is fishy. He's like, he's 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 gonna try and come back in the last second and take this, isn't he? Like a like a true snake. Yeah. And, uh, what yeah, happened? And he tried. What happened, right? He, I bet. He, he tried. Yeah. So like, you know, you forget about it because it's like forty five mm. minutes later. Um, oh, the finale is happening it's like it's like the whole Royal Rumble is like an hour long so he comes in at the end where Edge is like thinking I must have won and then he tried RKO's uh, Edge oh, um, shit. but then he, he doesn't seal the victory he um, he gets thrown out off the, over the top rope so it was, uh, uh, it was pretty it was pretty jokes man it's just, I love that I love that little twist it's, yeah. it's like a, it's like a, I don't know if you watch Game of Thrones but in no. Game of Thrones the running the running oh you never watched it yeah good man good man mm. Good man, I'm glad. I'm proud of you right now, bro. He, uh, the, the running thing was like, unless you saw them die, unless you saw the body, they're not dead, right? So it's like, yeah, doesn't matter who it. they are. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. same, same as Randy Orton. If they don't go over the top, if their feet don't touch the floor, just assume there's going to be a twist somewhere, right? That's it, man. Exactly. Mm. That's, that's what it was. That was a twist. So yeah, it's pretty funny. It was like, I just forgot. And I was like, oh yeah, you're a wrestling fan from back in the day. I'll tell you about that. Oh, yeah, watch what oh, yeah. <laughs> That's it. You know, you know who else was, was posting about this? Uh, Devon Brown. Devon Brown when uh, when Simon came on, yeah, but mm. he was he, he I'm sure he was posting about it on his on his uh, on his Insta story where he sat there on his on oh. his bike, on his bike uh, watching the Royal Rumble doing cardio at the same time. Oh, jokes! Legend. That's, that's Legend. a good way to spend time. I was Too watching right, while while watching it, and he was doing his cardio. I love it. I mm. love it. That's the way, man. That's the way. Yeah. You go one. Of, you go yeah. one of two ways, right? Yeah. And uh, what about you, man? How's how's the week been? We've got a yeah, couple we... of interesting things we want to talk about. We have, we have indeed, man. Do you know the, what the week's been? Is the, the week started off with a lot of thought toward Jake being on the podcast last week. Yeah. And yeah. Um, it was some of the, yeah, it was, man. It really was. Some of the, you can really tell, you know, when you speak to somebody who has given time to craft himself. That's, mm -hmm. that's really, really uh, evident, especially nowadays when you meet so many people, but nobody leaves an impression. Jake definitely left an impression just with the way he was putting together his words and, and, and his thought processes around everything he was talking about. It was really, really deep. And um, it resonated with obviously us too, um, but also with a lot of people that wrote in and said, look, this, this guy's, this guy's legit. Man. I really, really, he's, he's saying that, that um, you guys didn't need to say much this week because Jake just had the yeah. mic and he ran with it, man. So yeah, thank you very much to him. Um, so yeah, like I said, the, one of the things that he was speaking about a lot last week, which we all, we all chipped in on, but I think he, he brought it up in his own way, which was uh, detachment, mm. <clears throat> kind of being here right now. And I, I've just had the thought 
while you while you were kind of asking while you were about to ask me what uh oh, go get a g <laughs> What's that? What, what happened there did you drop something on the floor oh no 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 no, 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 no. i'm just uh resting resting my notepad on my leg ah okay, <laughs> while, okay, I okay. while i stand and try and write you know i'm trying to do it discreetly but clearly not <laughs> my bad must try must try harder must try harder um yeah so when you were about to ask me how the week has been my thought first went to detaching from the week and detaching from the week was what, what we talked about with jake um and the way i'm kind of seeing it right now is i've, I've we've all got things going on outside of life you're listening to this podcast right now you've got things going on but sometimes just detaching from that to be present where you are right now is, is really valuable because mm. it could an answer that you need for, for the other things in your life or a direction that you need for the other things in your life could be right in front of you but because you're because you're still there engrossed in in other things that yeah rightly so need your attention you could be missing that answer so yeah his his thought on detachment was really powerful uh, unfortunately i've not had time to go back and listen to the particular bits that i wanted to listen to but i've listened to a little bit of it and um yeah really really powerful stuff man definitely mm -hmm. definitely left left like i said left an impression yeah exactly and i think it's um what he said what jake was talking about with detachment as well is specifically important for people who suffer from any kind of uh, uh, pain and discomfort um because he was talking about how the research has shown that if you're talking about yourself in the third person um how that helps you ease ease your pain um, mm -hmm. and experience less of it so um you're detaching yourself basically from yourself and and um it's it's a it's a useful practice because we talk a lot about you know just zooming out isn't it just like zoom out and just look at what's going on in the greater context of thing and um <clears throat> and that's uh that along with just it's like pulling yourself out of the situation basically just being like hang on a second okay i am the one that's in this situation so it's always hard to do that but if you're able to put on like um i i kind of imagine myself literally like floating up away from myself and like floating up into the sky and just kind mm. of like looking down like hovering down and being like what's going on over here <laughs> mm. you know so um and that's uh i think that's useful and um i read actually funny enough like just you know how timing coincidences tend to work out i came across an article about um, people talking in uh, third persons about their own experiences and how that helps them to be more um, compassionate to themselves as well. Mm -hmm. Wow. And okay. yeah, and so that you, again, it's a process of just taking yourself out of the situation and uh, looking at it from, uh, from like that can help you look at it more objectively and realize that, you know, there's, there is a way out if you're in a rough spot, for example. Um, and then I actually used it with a client as well this week, which was, um, uh, you know, kind of could have, could have derailed and, uh, from, from their goal, um, or rather, you know, they felt like they had derailed from their goal. And I was like, look, in the grand scheme of things, you actually haven't, you're actually doing really well. So let's not focus on the, what you think is the negative, um, aspect of it because you're doing that enough anyway. I remember like, like Emily, um, Emily Anger came on the podcast, right? And um, she's she talks heavily a lot about the mindset around stuff as well. Episode twenty nine, ladies and gentlemen, you should go and listen to that episode with Emily as well because she smashes a lot of stuff out of the park when it comes to achieving your goals. And um, and 
it's uh, oh man, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> she, <laughs> Det- she, detach from that everyday conversation. Talk yeah, about this one. yeah, exactly. Um, uh, but with with, uh, with with this particular client, it was kind of like um, talk to yourself as if you were somebody that you cared for, yeah. instead of you know hating on yourself. And what would you tell them? And then they said one thing. I was like, okay, great. That's one thing. Say several other things. And um, and it was like, okay, yeah, good. So you know, that's how that that's you talking to you right now. That's as which is a different person to five seconds ago where you were uh, in the like a, like really tempted to beat yourself up about the whole thing. Oh, and that's it. Yeah. So that's what um, that's the point I was going to make about Emily. She talked about how to basically not beat yourself up about things because you're already good enough at doing that as it is. You're always. Uh, uh, you're already beating yourself up about making a mistake, so you don't need any help doing that. You need help getting yourself out of that situation. It's mm. a great point, man. It's a great point. We can kind of fall back on our on on ourselves, our kind of pre-programmed selves in those instances, mm. right? And then someone comes along yes. and talks about detachment or talks about how she, how Emily feels she sees her clients or she sees maybe herself um, going toward habits i guess habits that that we just rely on because not really no, there's no real kind of sense of understanding as to why and then when somebody comes to shines a light and says well why You're like, oh, i don't know this is what i've always done you know what i mean that that yeah. to kind of jack the conversation that's that's actually tied into my name today so my name is just umar umar brown like that's me yeah. right and who is, um, who is that who is that yeah that's it this is yeah. it right so talking talking about what we've just been talking about taking the time i think to look at yourself objectively and, and, and realize where you are and why you are where you are is something that only now i think i'm starting to starting to do more and more and mm-hmm. it's amazing because it definitely gives you clarity firstly and then you can see where you misalign. And we talk about this, we talk about this a lot early days in the podcast, like the awareness alignment action model of bringing yourself to, bringing the, the, all of yourself forward. And this, this is a long process. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be simplified to just saying, oh, this is, this is just a short thing. Like I, I'm this tall, I weigh this much. This is my name. This is where my parents were born. This is the color of my skin. No, like that, that's, that's the surface, right? The, the internals of, this is what my life has been. And this is how I then, as a result of that, feel about this and feel about that. It's an ongoing journey. Um, all of that stuff shapes how we are right now. Because all of that stuff is 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 right there under the surface. You now we, we wear this kind of this suit that is our body and our kind of outward reflection. But what is that on the inside and how does that show in the world i think that's so so important for us to to delve into now and then just because if we don't we can just wander through life and get places but then really not know how to see ourselves in those places or or how to objectively judge ourselves for the betterment of our progression you know what i mean Hmm. yeah Yeah. it's um it's a hell of a skill to develop it's it's difficult because um, at the end of the day, is like you will never, you will never actually truly be able to be objective, because 
whatever reality is out there, we've talked about this before, whatever reality is out there is filtered through the funnel of your own senses and then your perceptions of your senses, which are based on previous experiences. So you, as, as Jake mentioned last week, he goes, it's like, like, he said something like 50 different biases or something like that, like cognitive biases that you can mm, come across. Mm. Um, I, think it, I think it might even be more like the ones that I recognize. I, th- I remember hearing a number like 200, but I don't know, whatever it wow. is, there's, there's a ton of them, right? There's enough, like, I mean, five would be enough to just screw you up because, you know, they exist in uh, day-to-day, uh, day-to-day life. But uh, the more aware you can, you can become of those biases and the way, essentially, the lenses that you view the world um, then the the better you can get at least at making decisions or the better you can make your model of the world. You just realize like this is how I view the world. That's based on this experience um, and that is like uh, overlaid with my knowledge of this kind of thing. So, you know, a lot of, for example, what we would do is colored with health and fitness, isn't it? So a lot of decisions... And a lot of the ways that I see the world is going to be colored. Well, well, what makes, uh, is this an action or is this a way of thinking and being and behavior? And what I see in the environment, is it conducive to long-term health, wellness, fitness, mentally as well as physically? And um, so that's how I tend to view things and colored with some other stuff. And, um, and then, yeah, just the experience part is kind of default and the um because you're just kind of that experience is preloaded into you so you can react to a situation or you can um view a situation a certain way but you're only doing that because of like you said the pre-programming right it's just the experiences that you've had and like you know your your makeup and everything is uh making you view things that way and so when you do what you suggest which is Hang on a second. Let me be aware of this. Let me just pull myself out and go, why have I thought that way? Why have I done this thing this way? Then um, you become yeah, you become more of a master of yourself. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I think to give people like a reason as to why this is even necessary in the first place is because I, I personally, or I can speak from my own personal experience, you find yourself um, in in situations where you think oh well you know what if i had done this a bit differently maybe it would have it could have turned out a different way and and that you only learn that with hindsight but then the opportunity that you were in at that that time could present again and without Mm -hmm. that the time to sit and fully reflect on where you were and how you got there and the thought processes led that led you there i think that you're going to always be doomed to kind of repeat the same in the same situations right and it's um it's i don't know if if the einstein thing ties in here but like doing the same thing expecting different results um is like he said it was insanity right and that that is that's what we see that's what i've 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 been insane (laughs) let's play 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 it like like that way like and that that's that's is obviously we're laughing at it because i'm saying it in a dumb way but at the same time has big implications you know it has big implications in terms of okay we don't get this minutes back we don't get these 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 days and these kind of this time back to to stop and think um stop and act the right way again so in some in some instances it can be really really important for us to 
work towards this. It's not something that's going to be done overnight. Like we said, it's, it's a long, long process. And fleshing it out is something that we can also talk about more on the podcast, I think. But yeah. having this um, having this idea start to plant in your head, it doesn't just affect you. Like we've talked about all the times. It's not just this. I think the most amazing thing about us is that we're not just one thing. You know, we have the ability to walk into the next room and potentially see a family member or pick up the phone and speak to a friend or an acquaintance and affect another person and so on and so forth. So the stuff that we're doing here for ourselves, yes, we start with ourselves, but we can share these ideas and we don't, we don't know what the bounds to what they could reach with other people as well. So it's very, very important that we start to scratch at the surface and see whether we can improve ourselves and to then knock on to the next person. Yeah, and I think the longer you leave it, the more disconnected you can become from your, from the core of you as well. Like, you know, acting out from your, um, from your true, from your true being. Because I kind of feel like um, the, the image that I have of it is like, kind of like the, the earth in a way, which is the earth has this like you know, molten core and then you've got the, we live on the crust. But uh, my version of it is like there's these tentacles that come from the core that go out to the surface, to the, to the crust. And that's essentially the core, the core of you and the surface is what the world sees of you and what you put out there to the world. And if you don't go through the awareness phase and then try and act out of the uh, act out of the uh, insights you've gained from your awareness you're cutting those tentacles from your core and the more you do that essentially like that's what like uh, uh, that's what defines a psychopath as well right is uh, you can end up being more uh, psychopathic because you just you don't have this connection to um to what you are what you are in genuine uh, what's genuine to you so uh, that's how I view it, and like, um, and so sometimes it's like if I'm if I'm going off the off the path, I can feel like I've cut those tentacles from my core to my mm. surface, and it just mm. in it kind of feels like you're like you're dying a little slow death inside, and uh, you just you feel that kind of emptiness, and it's yeah, it's just a bit of a horrible feeling, and then so what I try and do is like okay, reconnect with that core, plug myself back in in a way and so like you know that tentacle grows back and it, uh, it it connects with the surface me again so i'm operating out of a more authentic place by doing that um and that's how i view it i don't know if that image helps uh, anyone it's an interesting woman i've never heard it articulated that way before but that's your experience mm -hmm. hey, I've, I've got to just yeah. take it for what it is it's really really uh, i got i think i'm quite a visual person mm -hmm. um in fact i am a quite a visual person not think I am a very visual person. When you when you describe that, I'm just uh, yeah. I was able to see well, my own version of that, um, mm. and it was interesting when you talked about like the the heads getting cut off. I got I got I got a uh, flash to like you know Hercules when he's fighting the Hydra. And it's like, yeah. yeah, it feels like would you cut it out with the slice of the head thing? <laughs> it's clearly not working. I love that bit. Uh, this is from like, the cartoon. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen this? Have you seen, have you seen the movie? Oh, years ago. I barely remember. Oh. Man. It's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. Such a great, such a great uh, hero. Hero's tale, right? So like, I'm all over that shit. I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I got a clear image of what you were talking about, and and you're totally right. I think the 
we get taught so much like of the easy stuff, the surface level stuff, the get you a job stuff, the potentially get you savings and get you a bank account stuff. But this stuff is, is the, is the, is the, the core stuff, right? This is, this is when you can start to access more. Um, but it's only because there's no set institution behind it that we don't delve a little deeper. But as soon as you start delving a little bit deeper, this is the stuff that really changes your life. Like we, the other stuff does too, not to give it, not to take it away, not to give it like uh, less of a shine. But um, personally speaking, I'd say like two years ago, I was living in London and uh, had a really good thing going with the flatmates I had there around how just how we were living you know how we were living how we were conversing with each other the ideas around certain things the the thoughts around how we felt around these things um and the conversations that this stuff sparks is is gold you know um in a world where you you have other things down but then you feel an absolute lack of connection sometimes with these questions when somebody starts opening that door and ushering you through it you know this is there's a lot to be gained um and that's my experience with with delving deeper into this kind of stuff and obviously we talk about it a lot on the podcast and we get some amazing feedbacks from our from our people out there who say like you know what this this stuff's really helping me and um it's 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 just interesting to hear this kind of conversation happening because it doesn't happen clearly doesn't happen enough out there you know yeah and i'm gonna go back to the thing that i say all the time get yourselves involved in deep conversations people (laughs) where you're stretching the limits of your your thinking and uh, you can physically and f- you can, where you can physically feel that you don't know where you're going where you say these things that's um that's good territory to be in it's um it, it's quite i learned that through from uh in, by doing improv where i was like oh wow like i really am at the limits of my reality and like my ability to um navigate myself through this environment and to make sense of it and to try and articulate it. And then when I realized that feeling and I realized when I started having like, you know, these kinds of conversations and, and I'm lucky that I have several people I can have these kinds of conversations with and take it into different realms and uh, not just uh, health and fitness. Mm. And, and each time I'm getting pushed into uh, like, you know, somebody says something and I'm, like I start to, I can, I notice the feeling now where I don't know where I am. <laughs> like, I don't know where it sits with me because it's just not part of how, um, how I might view the world. It's not already a node in uh, my model of how I view the world. So I'm literally navigating uh, an environment in, and I'm navigating that path in my brain. I'm going somewhere where I feel like I've never been before. Mm. And, um, and that's a really interesting experience because it helps you to, helps you to articulate where you're coming from a lot more effectively um, because you just get the practice in being somewhere where you don't know how to explain something to someone or you don't know how to, you, you don't understand what's being thrown at you. So you're like, okay, wait, hang on, let me try and make sense of this. And then so you you start to, uh, you start to repeat it back to them or something and you start to, you start to understand a little bit more about it and then you can even catch yourself being like mm-hmm. wait i just said that but i don't even think i mean that or i don't even mm. think that's true let me let me figure that out and go back and it's, and it's about being okay saying those things to people as well like i probably said a bunch of stupid stuff on this podcast which i haven't <laughs> even realized and uh Likewise, man. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, uh, and because I'm not really in the habit of going back and listening to us, right? It's just occasionally just for like snippets to post on uh, social media and stuff like that. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, so there's probably some stuff there. Where I'm like, if I let, went back and listened to it, be like, oh yeah, I remember that. I remember yeah. I wasn't really like at the full, um, f like I wasn't fully aware yet. Like mm. I was trying to figure something out and I wasn't quite there yet. And mm. that's okay because that helped me get to the next, uh, next level of awareness with it. That's it, man. You're failing forwards, right? Always. Yes. Yeah. This is, this is, uh, yeah, no, you, you, you had something there that you said while you were talking that made me think of, um, <clears throat> when we, when we look at ourselves and we kind of, we, we stop to, to just do this work, I feel like it, in my experience, it helps you navigate other people as well. Um, not not all the time because people can present with their own lives and that sometimes it's an adjustment period required to that. But the nearest and dearest to you will have the most attachments like me and my sister. There's three years between us, but I know her reaction to certain things based on my reaction to certain things. And, and her eyes and my eyes have seen a lot of the same things um so therefore me accessing myself and understanding that okay we've both had this experience in our lives chances are she's feeling the same as me um and the way i would go then and heal kind of or heal or even even just congratulate myself or even move forward um in a specific direction i can probably access her in the same way so all of a sudden that work that we're doing on ourselves it just it, it compounds based upon the people around you based upon the work environment based upon loads of different stuff you're, you're just your circle so it's, it's not just you that you're you're helping here it's it's like i said earlier it's um it's much wider than that um and yeah it just gives you more attachment and like the the the, the what was what was it the analogy you gave earlier around that central core like we we are that central core you know what i mean you put i put us all in there and you kind of you change the model a little bit if if uh, if we say we, you can extrapolate that core to be the home, to be the wider community, and so on and so forth. The more the more connection we have with it, the more we can connect with the next person because we we know why they're feeling how they're feeling, and then conveying that, conversing about that would be such a such an eye opening thing because you can just go straight to the source, and you don't have there's no there's less ambiguity because you've understood yourself, and there'll always be a perspective change, but then helping somebody else work through that um, to arrive at the same conclusion. I feel like it's such a, such a valuable tool. Uh, and then again, it, it, all, it all stems from us initially dipping into ourselves and being like, oh, okay, right. Well, this is, this is, this is who I am here. Completely, man. Completely. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, you improve your relationship with yourself. You That means you can improve your relationship with other people. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Don't tell me, bro. Why, uh, why are we tipping the scales this week? What's this? <laughs> inadvertently. My name is inadvertently bulking brown. It was, <laughs> you shake your head. You're like, I know what's coming. <laughs> I like this, man. I like this conversation. Make me hungry. They make me hungry. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I realized, okay, so that's a good place to start it, right? Because I realized for the last few days, I was like, I, I don't feel hungry. And mm. I was just eating. So... And That's why you're not I realized, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. But, 
exactly. Okay, well, there's, that's where that's where that mental model has been screwed over, isn't it? No. Um, yeah, I was just realizing it was like I was just eating for the sake of eating. I there was mm. not a point like there's that healthy level of hunger that you experience, right? Like, okay, there's a trigger. I should go and eat now, and I'm really going to enjoy my meal. But um, I was thinking about it, especially waking up today, and I was just like, I just don't feel hungry. And I was like. I don't feel hungry. I was ready to make some food, but I checked in again. And I was like, no, I don't actually, no, forget it. I'm going to, I'm not making these eggs. Um, leave it. And I started thinking about it and I was like, man, I haven't been hungry for like a good few days at least. Like I haven't felt hungry, but I've been eating. Like uh, I, the cue wasn't hunger. The cue was just go and eat because I, I, mm. I love to eat, right? I mean, mm. I just, I love to eat. I love, like I'll sit there. If I've got some food, like I've happily, like I've made some puck of scrambled eggs or something like that and i'll just sit there and i'll just be dancing to myself while i'm eating it's just it's like i'd made it myself and it tastes so damn good and i'm happy and i'm just like i'm going out you know i'm doing my happy food love it so yeah so i will just do that um and uh, yeah so i just kind of let things slip a little bit in terms of that awareness as well where i was just habitually eating as opposed to um uh, eating in awareness and then so I thought about it this morning. I was like, yeah, I haven't actually been hungry for ages. And that's that's probably a bad sign. So I put myself on the scale. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, I'm the heaviest I've been in the longest I could remember. Wow. And I was like, whoa, this is, that's a that's a big number for me to look at on the scale right now. And uh, for any, for any what, what do you reckon the number might be? Like, you come, know me on a day to day. What, what do you reckon it would be? You are you over eighty kilos? Oh no nah, no. Nah. Okay, just, okay, just under. Yeah, I was seventy nine. Oh okay, I was in seventy eight. Yeah. Okay okay. Yeah, so yeah, I was seevy nine, right? And, that's heavy, um, man. That's heavy. Yeah, that's yeah. a couple of kilos so, yeah. more than I know where you were before. You that's were you it, were like exactly. you were like low low seventies, hey? Yeah, so I remember when. Uh, do you remember the Odyssey to Shred Ghanistan? Yeah, <laughs> Shred Ghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> okay this, this is this is epic so i love this I oh, man. Love um, shout out to shout out to my boy robbie he uh, he runs the the fighting words podcast right so him and his boy ian uh they talk all things fighting so uh, for anybody interested in like mma boxing bare knuckle boxing all of that uh, anything fighting go listen to their podcast um they're hilarious they got great banter they got the good guests on as well you 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 uh you actually get a lot of insight from uh, f uh f um from actual fighters in the game and uh, they've spoken to spoken to good uh, some good guests there so i recommend people checking it out and then uh, yeah he's just this like just makes up terms like it was just amazing so when it was yeah Jan january 2020 in a build-up to it he was like i want to create a competition where i need to get in shape but i mm. want everybody else involved because if i make it competitive i want to crush people and if I'm crushing people, that makes it better for me. <laughs> I'm going to go and try and get in shape. So um, so it was like a three-month competition from January to the end of March, right? It mm. was uh, whoever's involved, you just got to train, you eat well. And at the end of it, we're just going to judge who who made the best transformation in it. And uh, so when I started doing that, I was like 73, uh, 73 mm. kilos. And <clears throat> when I finished, I was about, I think, probably 74 and a half, 75. Mm -hmm. um obviously lockdown hit so i couldn't keep training at a gym so that went awry so instead of it being like okay sure again it was just well what can i do to stay in shape right as mm. everybody else went went it went into because i didn't have access to weights then 
uh, except uh, except for a 16 kilo kettlebell, thing, which is which has been my friend for the last year, man. That's the only thing. Well said. Using. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> get him. Get him. For anybody, for anybody watching. Beautiful. That's what man. it looks like. That's Wilson. So it right is there. basically. It's like Wilson. Mead ass like Wilson, Wilson right there, bro. It is proper. Yeah. The the chip kettlebell, and again, I owe that to Robbie because he was like, "Okay, well, I know you got nothing, so if you want, pick this up, and uh, you can use it for training." Legends. And um, yeah, so that was yeah, that was the beginning of the Odyssey to Afghanistan. And then um, the good thing is, is I feel like I've actually you know, sustained the muscle mass, but I've just put on a little bit of fat on top of that mm, over the last mm. uh, uh, over the last I don't know whatever long it is. It's just. Um, uh, yeah, so it's just one of those things where I just realized I was like, I'm just feeling, I'm just feeling like I'm full. And if I'm feeling like I'm full, that probably means I'm topping out my weight. Because mm. if it feels like I don't need to eat, then that's a good sign that I'm, uh, I'm at the top end of uh, top end of uh, the weight that I should be at without putting on more muscle mass, basically. Mm -hmm. So um so yeah so i checked it and i was like holy crap this is uh this is hefty for me i should, yeah. should name myself heifer heifer brown, heifer and, brown. Uh, yeah exactly but it was yeah it's just um and i wanted to i wanted to have that name as well or rather go through that story because it's it's um for people listening is like it's this it's, it's a good way to pay attention to where you are right now with your with your body shape like if you feel like like that's that's a good cue to use is like there's habitual eating which we're all used to doing you know breakfast lunch and dinner you might have some snacks in between but then if you actually pay attention to yourself and you go wait hang on a second am i actually hungry and if you consistently find yourself saying no i'm not actually hungry then chances are that you don't need to eat as much as you're eating right mm. especially if you're trying to maintain your weight or if you're trying to lose weight um that's uh, that's a good indication you know, for you right there. So just like kind of pay attention to that feeling of uh, wait, what's what's going on here? Do I actually need to eat? How full am I before I even eat this meal? Am I just eating for the sake of eating, or am I actually uh, needing to eat here? Am I hungry enough to justify the amount of food that I'm going to be consuming right now? And uh, if the answer is no, then all right, I'm just going to taper it back a little bit. I don't need to eat as much as that, and still enjoy it. You know, mm. um, still have the foods. Um, yeah still be mindful of what you're eating still enjoy the food but don't um just it's just a sign that says don't go overboard so for me i'm basically waiting it out until i start to feel hungry so and i do this once in a while anyway i have these fasting days where i just don't eat until my body just says go and eat mm -hmm. and um whatever time is now is like mid-afternoon on a sunday um hunger's starting to kick in but it's not mm -hmm. quite at the level where i'm like yeah i can eat a meal so because i haven't eaten yet so this means i haven't eaten in 20 hours because uh, I started last night, probably about six-ish or something last night. So, um, yeah, so that's that's why I was honest about uh, about that. And because oh. I think there's a lesson in it as well, because it's just, you know, pay attention. It happens to the best of us, you know. He's like, you look at us as like we're coaches. And, mm. um, yeah, we are a hell of a lot more aware. I mean, I noticed this within three days, basically. I was like, okay, there's, there's several days where I just feel like I'm, I'm a bit too full. And so I'm just going to go back to eating. Normally, I'll probably just because of what a weight that comes with eating more the weight in sitting the food sitting in your gut i'll probably go back to 77 and mm. things will things will be fine so um so yeah so i thought that was a story worth sharing it's interesting man it's really interesting i like the the thoughts around uh habitual eating this is something that mm. i definitely definitely have some some repetitions in from back in the day 
and eating out of emotion and eating out of lack of awareness, I think is, is, and also eating as a feedback loop, you know what I mean? So like we, we feel a certain way, we subconsciously, we feel a certain way based on our emotions, based on something that's happened to us. And again, this, this ties back into the conversation we're having earlier around dealing with yourself and understanding your own biases. Um, so what I know what I would do is feel a certain way by the day, potentially because of overexertion or potentially because of just expenditure in different directions. That can be through conversations, that can be through actual physical work, it can be through anything. And then on the back end of that, the the body will be in a place where it's like, okay, well, we've, we've, we've had output in some direction, we've had something take from us. Um, and in that moment, sometimes your, your only route is, okay, well, we can fill ourselves up again now. Like, go and do the thing that makes you feel good and go and kind of indulge in a meal or, um, yeah, indulge in a meal. And that, that can be such a strong set pattern that I think people, because the, the chemical makeup of meals and, and, and why, it, because it's such a institution culturally, and even just all over the world, like we have these huge warehouses where we go and we just pick food what we want, what we like, and everything is there and the variety is there. I feel like that ease of access gives us so much and advertisements there and, and yeah, everybody knows about food, right? It's, it's just, it's just such an obvious go-to um, that we, we just form around it. Right. And I, and I think mm-hmm. based on look at the rest of the world in some places where food's not as available, I would say that that's, it's, it's definitely not the same. You know I mean? The, the same kind of, presentation of of okay you feel a certain way here's here's a here's a simple way out it doesn't doesn't show up because maybe sometimes it won't be an option for people or it's mm. it's never been an option you know what i mean um and in those in those parts of the world I, I guess that you'd have to go somewhere else for that fix and you wouldn't have the same issues that we have here and that that somewhere else for that fix can be can be hopefully space where you stop and actually again you look at yourself and you think oh shit you know what? i'm doing this thing and um, I don't need to. I don't need to kind of run this same route, run this same pattern. Um, and yeah, that has so many benefits, right? Especially, especially in this setting of like dieting and, and understanding how you've accumulated weight. Because I can say personally for myself that that having that having happened to me in my life, it definitely wasn't because I was hungry. You know what I mean? It was definitely wasn't because I was constantly that hungry that I, w- I wanted to be there. Obviously, there's there's a training element to it. There's 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 a goal element to it as well, uh, in terms of me wanting to gain weight to be strong in the gym and so on and so forth. But at the same time, because of the lack of other stimulation, because of the lack of other direction or even input, you run the same patterns again and again and again and again and again. And um, that can be that can just be this. That can just be your way. It turns into your way until you stop to question it. And then that's if I look back on the story and look back on the journey and say, yeah, that's that's definitely what happened at a certain point. Um, is that you stop? You need someone to be like, okay, look, let's put the brakes on for a second, and look at look at what how a food is actually appearing in your life. Um, and I still do it now, you know. I still I still definitely have moments of just kind of absent mindedness around food. Um, and I think this this and it's not just absent mindedness, but it's like coping mechanism where it's okay. I I need to feel like I've I've felt okay again. I felt kind of um, cared for because I haven't fulfilled or even filled my tank in other ways 
this is a simple way that I can kind of go to and say, look, I'm uh, I'm looked after right now. And that, that yeah. comfort is what I was looking for in the first place. But me attaching other things to that and saying, okay, I can go here and get that. Me attaching what we talk about all the time, which is fulfillment and gratification in the moment for feeling and doing a certain act. Well, that can be enough sometimes. You haven't got to go, go then look for the, the boost of serotonin in your brain or dopamine in your brain that tells you you've done a good thing from food, even though that's a really well-wired pathway, you can then start to look to other things that will give you that same response without calorically adding to your body and then upsetting the chemical balance and, and then potentially even upsetting yourself with food. This is, this is I think, a thing that happens a lot is people don't realize that they'll, they'll initially start eating and then feel a certain way while they're eating their meal. And then be like, oh, well, you know, I don't actually want this or... or by the end of the meal, it's like, oh, I'm back in the unhappy place. So what do I do? I, I just run the same pattern again. And I go again and I go again and I go again. It's, and it's, that's 100% the thing. I, I think I can definitely say that it's been, I've definitely been there at some points where you just feel, okay, well, I'm going to rely on this thing, which is, which is giving me what I know it can give me. But then mm-hmm. afterwards, you're left with still the same lack of answers that you had before. Mm. You know, yeah. 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 Bit of, yeah, uh, it's powerful using using that personal experience as well and i think um you know, you've touched a lot on some there's some good points there and it also reminded me of um well first of all i like how you describe supermarkets as these warehouses of food i think that puts a whole fresh perspective on it as well you're just like oh yeah because a warehouse is what like a storage place for like you know a giant storage place a facility mm. or something and it's like oh yeah when you look at it like that it's like we don't need this much stuff, you know, is, uh, is, is the image that it gave me. It's like, okay, if, it, if we treat it like a warehouse of food, then a warehouse is like a storage facility. We've got a ton of stuff. We could keep backing up these walls with, um, uh, with shelves with food after food after food after food item. And uh, most of that stuff is irrelevant to our, to our existence, to our mm. you know, ability to exist. So that was a nice way of putting it. So appreciate that visual, man. And and then, yeah, and then another thing it made me think of was when we worked together on um, a client of yours who just wanted wanted my perspective on things. And it was essentially somebody who was suffering uh, suffering from some back pain. And um, we just took, uh, took a slightly different approach or added a new approach to it. And we focused a lot on the breathing element and this person basically said after having that session and checking in with themselves was like where i normally feel a hole in my gut like i like a proverbial hole is uh i normally fill it with food Mm. but now it feels whole and it was because we'd been working on some breath do you remember that Mm mm-hmm yeah now, now, yeah, now that you've drawn my memory on that on that particular point, that makes a lot of sense, mm. man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was super interesting for me. That was the first time I'd heard heard of that, but also in a way, it's like not surprising mm. because what you've done is by regulating your breathing, you're able to regulate your emotional state better as well um, because of that brain body link. When uh, you're you're getting a signal basically the body's providing a signal saying I'm empty here and the way you feel like you're filling it is to consume more food when really it was actually something as simple as somebody pointing out to you that you're not moving well in a certain way 
we need to improve that by doing this. It just so happens that this thing is breathing and by correcting the breathing pattern, you no longer feel like you have a hole that you need to fill with food, uh, food consumption. So, I mean, that's huge for that person for two reasons. One is it's going to help them overcome their back pain. The second thing is it's going to help them get into the shape that they want to get into because they don't have to keep eating um, in a manner that they've been used to. And it may have been mindless or it may have been like, I need to fill this hole, but now you've got something else that can fill it, and which is a lot more, uh, a lot healthier for you. So, yeah. yeah, it just reminded me of that. And I thought it was worth bringing up. And that's a, that's a fascinating, fascinating example of, what you think you need in that regard you you actually don't there's 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 a bigger picture here and it might just it's going back to what you said about um, awareness and detachment you might need somebody else to help you see that for yourself and that's what we're here to do 100 mm -hmm. that's that's such a great way of thinking about it because you can sit down with somebody to coach them but the work that we're talking about doing here this is this is the real fundamental kind of moving of the tectonic plates work that mm -hmm. without without looking into this eventually you're almost doomed to just run the same patterns again or kind of be doing something and be doing it with a lot with with you just doing it for the sake of doing it you're not actually understanding the the, the depths to which this is so super necessary to mm -hmm. for us for us to kind of get into right after have to sneak it in, man. Have to sneak. Made it in. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. Man. Yeah, and do you know what? With 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 my client that we were talking about earlier, there's um, it's clear to see. It's clear to see that 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 had a really profound effect. And then he he's somebody who speaks very clearly um, by his experiences. So I definitely think that that was that was a, a real revelation for him as well. That mm. this is now kind of filled because. I think at a level, you, because of the slowness, because of the, the, yeah, just the pace change. Because what we can do is, is get so hyped up in into ourselves, and then think, okay, I'm just gonna go straight away, and then you don't, you kind of catch yourself halfway through sometimes, and you think, oh, well, I'm here again. That's mm. that's um that's a that's quite a frightening thing, isn't it? Where you think, oh shit, mm. I didn't actually have control of that, or I didn't, my hands weren't on the wheel there, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Like you're yeah. you're not, you're just kind of you're just being led somewhere by your own action by your own subconscious mind um yeah very very interesting to explore man indeed and um kind of takes us into the other thing that i wanted to talk about today which was um uh, factoring in special occasions especially mm. if somebody's on uh, a weight loss goal so um and it just came up because you know i had a client who had a birthday this week as well so it was just um it just made me think actually this is a useful useful topic for uh, for us to explore for and explain for people who are listening and tuning in, which is um, uh, to factor in special occasions, because what tends to happen is special occasions come along and they're usually filled with those uh, indulgent, high dense, uh, high calorie density foods, right? Which like cakes, chocolates, biscuits, uh, alcohol uh, can be there as well. Um, just heavy, heavy, heavy on the calories, basically. And it usually gets approached in like, oh, uh, I'm afraid of this event, you know, it's like, this is going to happen and it's going to completely throw me off and oh, this is going to be terrible or um, just kind of not um, paying attention to the fact that it's coming up and then you overconsume, and then at the end of it is like, oh shit, I just overconsumed. I've thrown myself off the, off the route, off the path and uh, I'm awful. 
I shouldn't have done that, etc., etc., etc. So there's more negative effects than just the excess uh, calories that you've consumed. So we wanted to talk about a way of dealing with that. And uh, one of the ways of dealing with that is basically is planning. Is uh, planning is always is is the number one way of dealing with well, first of all, reaching your goal, but then the um, avoiding any obstacles or avoiding any curveballs that get thrown at you along the way, and uh, following some basic principles. So one of the ways uh, that I try and teach clients, and uh, and the good thing is, like you know, me and Umar, we have similar perspectives, but we also have different perspectives as well. So you're going to get some. Uh, useful insights in different ways here. One of the ways I do it is, okay, you plan for it, so you know that, okay, in a few days' time, you've got this special occasion coming up, and you know that it's going to be all the kind of stuff that you can overindulge in. You can avoid, avoid it entirely, um, but that might feel like it puts too much pressure on you. So you don't want to uh, avoid consuming all the good stuff that's uh, laid out in front of you on that given day. Um, so instead you factor in that this is going to happen and um, the, when it comes to weight loss the most important thing you want to factor in is that balance of calories in versus calories out so you want to stay in that calorie deficit and um, rather than looking on it at that uh, deficit on a day-to-day -day basis i.e i've consumed my, my limit is 1500 calories um, that's my deficit um, and that's that's when i'm in a deficit and if I go above that on a given day, that's it, I've ruined it. It's like, no, look at it instead of on a day-to-day -day basis, look it over. I like clients to think of it on a weekly basis. So how many calories have you essentially consumed over the course of the week? Because one day might be more and another day might be less. It will nets out to your appropriate number for your calorie deficit. So that's a, a way to view it. So you know that, say, we're on... We're talking Monday and you've got the special event on the Friday, so you've got four days to prep for it. So what you can do is you can essentially take out a portion of food uh, for the day that you're going to consume every day leading up to that day. So then what you've done is you've got a little bit more of a calorie deficit um, than you normally would be prepared for. And then when the day comes, you overconsume on the day, but net net over the course of the week, it means that you haven't. Uh, Overconsumed, so mm -hmm. that's um, uh, that's that's I find is a useful way to approach it. So then, when you come out of that day, you just go back to normal. You just go back to what you're normal normally supposed to be doing. So let's say your daily intake is supposed to be 1,500 calories a day, and uh, you got that Friday coming up, and you're probably going to consume a thousand extra calories on that day. So that could be a 2,500 calorie day. So mm -hmm. what you end up doing is between Monday and Friday, you knock out 250 calories a day, potentially. So that could be a portion of carbohydrates or a portion of fat. Um, essentially, I would say you want to leave the protein and vegetables untouched. They don't, they never get um, downgraded, but it could come from either carbohydrates or, or fats. And fats are easier to pull those calories out from just because it's more calorie dense. So in the lead up to that day, you've knocked off a thousand calories by the time that day comes and then you consume a thousand calories on that given day extra and it all nets out and um, what you will still probably notice is a, a bit of a f um, a bounce back on the weighing scale the day after just because the things i described earlier where you've got a little extra food in your gut you carry a little extra water weight from the extra food that you've eaten but then that will normalize again so you don't have to freak out when you look at the scales the next day you just carry on going the way that you normally do and you haven't thrown yourself off.
what do you what do you what do you reckon, bro? That's great advice, man. Great, great advice. That's it's just it's um it's looking at it with the numbers, right? And that mm-hmm. the I think it's a great thing to realize is that at a certain point we 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 input one thing and we get out another thing. We input one thing and we get out another thing. And if we input too much of that one thing, it could be favorable, not favorable, right? So in this regard, putting in too many calories, you're going to gain body fat. And if that's not in line with your goal, if you're if you're not looking to, to gain body weight for, for whatever reason, then you're going to be left in kind of in this kind of, I'm not really happy about this, about this state, which could, could in time lead you to want to fully abstain and just be totally on the outside, be a bit, be a bit afraid of, of, of gaining weight, but, or even, even just afraid of occasions like this, which are, which are not meant to be so centered around like the aftermath. Everyone usually expects to overeat and indulge and just have a merry time. Um, but yeah, your, your planning around that can be really key because if you, if you, if you let it kind of turn into this negative thing, then you're just going to sour the occasion, right? Especially with yeah. like, if we look, if we think about how the world is right now, about to come out hopefully in the next couple of months of lockdown and 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 go back to occasions with family go back to meeting friends outside go back to restaurants it could be a time where we have to really be aware of what we're talking about right now so mm-hmm. us planning ahead and even play but even kind of what's the word um playing out the process right now saying okay right well we're gonna we're gonna look at the week and be good but then we're gonna know that okay in the weekend in a two months time three months time we could have a big a big family dinner we could have a big uh, big occasion at a restaurant or whatever um we're gonna have to have this awareness so that playing out now could just just keep us aware of, of how to how to navigate this thing which is it's the dry run you know what i mean um yeah it's definitely a, definitely a way to go um i think that my mind's gone blank a little bit i'm trying to, I'm trying to go to something mm-hmm. the yeah i was thinking i was talking about the the numbers game but then there's also like an, an emotional side of things where you can you can feel a certain way about an occasion, and if you don't if you don't check the emotions around eating at that time, sometimes it can lead again negative or even positive. You know, what I mean, where where you can overindulge and feel absolutely shit about it, but in in the moment where you're trying to when you're when you're when the moments beforehand, that's the time to stop and think whether this is is this right for me to do this right now or do I actually need to plan this out better because yeah it could lead you to to, to just being a bit off in the moment you know what I mean kind of enjoying it yeah. but not really enjoying it and not knowing whether to go forward or or kind of step back so yeah man mm-hmm. it's uh it's definitely a key thing to 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 consider beforehand because you want to enjoy yourself you know these these occasions exactly. don't come around all the time and uh I've had it I've had it before where where for a goal for a specific goal it's been my birthday or it's been whatever and I've been like, look, I really don't want to indulge in this way. I'd like, I'd rather have a lovely time with our friends, lovely time with family, whoever I'm with. But I don't want to overeat because tomorrow I still have this goal, which is, which is something I'm working toward right now. So let's just, let's just have a great time, stay up a little bit late, watch a few movies, whatever, and, and just have a lovely time. But not go down this path. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that that, but that that requires us to have a reason. You know what I mean? And then plan around that reason. But at the end of the day, like we said earlier, this this occasion right now is not going to come around maybe for another year or for a couple of months. So do what you can do around that time to definitely plan the right way so you can you can definitely enjoy it and not uh, 
and not disappear into the fog <laughs> like Gimmick is saying right now. Yeah, d- d- not, yeah. Not, just feel, not, not feel kind of uh, put out by it. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's, that's a supremely important point because at the end of the day, it's like you, you plan for it, but you still want to enjoy the occasion. Just make sure you still go in enjoying yourself as well because otherwise you know, you're miserable. So what's the point? So it's, true, it's, it's that balance between uh, here and now. I'm going to make a choice which is going to satisfy the here and now, but that's balanced with my choice for me meeting my goal. So I've got a goal. It's important to me, but it's also important that I enjoy myself right now as well. And you just got to find that right balance. And um, when you think of it like that, plus with the planning that you've gone in with and um, and then the kind of mindset you take out of it as well, which is, hey, it's... It is what it is, and I don't have to beat myself up about overindulging a little bit because I planned for it, and I've made sure that I've enjoyed the here and now, and and worked on um, worked on my goal at the same time. And then you're in a great place, and um, and ultimately that's that's life. And what you said, man, this yeah, this lockdown is a training ground for real life as well. So use the time now, and when things open up again and you're able to spend time with family and friends enjoying yourself over a good meal which is you know is a is a very very common way of us linking up and having a good time with each other is just eating um, enjoying each other's company over food then you've got the wherewithal um leading up to that for sure for sure i mean 100 percent post lockdown the first evolve achieve thrive will be from someone's kitchen with Karina <laughs> yeah. Gar- 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 and I cooking up a storm toward the end of it, where we'll, we'll, yeah. be, we'll be chatting, chatting our normal, uh, our normal gab, but at the same time, just be ready for a nice, nice meal at the end of it, man. We've talked about this yeah. loads. Of... Yeah, exactly. I'm getting, I'm getting yeah. excited just thinking about it, G. Oh man, it's going to be wild. It's, yes. there's, there's too much. There's too much to look forward to. Just thinking the food, the the just doing this in person. Goddamn, mm. that's going to be something, man. And then, you know, going back to wrestling, all that kind of stuff. Right? Well, hopefully that happens. I mean, if you oh, can go cool. back to wrestling, that basically means society's back up and open again. That's and, the one. Uh, yeah, it's, everything's fine. So that might take a lot longer. But hey, got to mm. hold on to that, man. For sure, man. For sure. Just blowing the dust off the mats and being like, oh, it's, yeah. ah, I'm so excited. And then five, yeah. five minutes into the warm-up, you're just like, what is this? Yeah, you're blowing <laughs> the staff off the mats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not fun man yeah. don't want to be yeah, thinking man. about that shit but uh, yeah exactly. you're totally right man you're totally right do um i think it was an end of the last podcast with jake that i went and cooked that steak and mm. hands down the best steak i've ever eaten like i don't know what it was i'm sure i'm sure the calorie content was through the roof but <laughs> was, it was it a fat like t-bone ribeye or what it was a oh. ribeye it was it was a ribeye it was a ribeye and it was just yeah man i enjoyed it I definitely enjoy it. You know, one of those meals where you think, "God damn, I've really, I've really, really gone in here." Like this, I need to, I need to be, I need to be really aware of like how I'm, how I'm living right now because this is, this is, uh, yes. this, this, this is the kind of steak you eat when you're like 50 and you've got the empire behind you. Whereas uh, I'll be, I'll be getting out to 29. I'm just, oh, I'm just chilling. Like, no, no, man, this is, this is that good. You're, you're driving a car. Where you're just like, do I deserve this thing right now? Like yeah. a bit of imposter syndrome about my steak. It was that good. I was, uh, <laughs> That was it, man. That was a special steak, man. That's it. You got to, you got to be in the moment with that. You got to do mm. the happy food dance as well while you're at. Goddamn, too right, G. Mm. Too right. Well, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be, we'll be trading happy food dances in no time, hopefully. But uh, this is another thing. Another thing we wanted to get into was the, uh, 
training through lockdown, right? Yes. Training through lockdown. This is, this is an interesting topic that, uh, do you know what? Today I went down to Asda and the security guard, when we were talking, he was, uh, he kind of yeah. stopped me and he was, he, he wanted to ask about like training. He was, oh man, how, how are you training? Because I, I think I've seen him at the gym a few times. Okay. And he was like, how are, you, how are you training right now? And I just told him, I was like, I'm getting it done at home. And uh, it's, it's something that you've got to try and keep up with because you can definitely fall into a rut of not doing it. Um, mm-hmm. And it links into stuff we were talking about earlier in regards to having a hole that you need to fill, but then only having one way that you usually fill it. So mm-hmm. filling it with food usually or filling it with one kind of workout. Like I know, I know a lot of people who have been who are like powerlifters, right? Powerlifters are the easy ones to kind of look at because there is three things that their their training orientates around, and it's mm. squatting, bench pressing, and deadlifting. But when you when you don't have a barbell and you have to change things up a little bit and you can't get access to a gym, what do you do? Well, you've got to look to other things to to satisfy. Um, and this is where I feel like people's awareness around how much it's just how much how many other things they can be doing right now to support mm-hmm. their human being. Um, unfortunately, it's just not there. And this is, this is what, where we step in. And I think you can really earn your, earn your salt as a PT at this time and show people that if you don't need a gym, you don't need anything. You literally just need your body and you need mm-hmm. someone to bring your awareness to all the nuances that are currently at play um, around around how you can actually build yourself up without anything, without absolutely anything. You can use household stuff um, to move the ship forward. But the the first thing you need is a willingness to try and to say, you know, this can move me forward, even though it's not the same as what I had before. Um, And in every instance, turning clients from people that I would see in the best stocked gyms in the world into training at home with actually nothing they've always left the workout being like wow that was that was really i I pushed myself hard there and Mm. you don't always need overload from a barbell especially when when there's there's ways of moving forward that no one's ever done before you know i mean you're still Mm. stretching your mental capacity you're still stretching your body um and there's so much to explore here so so much to explore here yeah 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 yeah. what's what's been your experience with that you um, well, first of all, yeah, there is tons to explore because, um, yeah, you can get just caught up with the only way to get fit is to go to a gym. I was like, no, it's not. It's, uh, yeah. There's other ways of doing it. And it's um, it's an excellent way of doing it, that is. There's just there's other ways. And um, so what you said about um, willingness to try and to add to that as well is... Um, willingness to look at you know your weaknesses as well like what are you not so skilled at what do you there's also the idea of like you know what do you what don't you know that you don't know <laughs> you know mm. you don't know what you don't know so go and find someone who can help you understand more of that because and that means it's less of you, you less chance of you falling into a rut when things in the world aren't going your way Mm. So you can't go and do the thing that you normally do. We might be training in a gym um, and now you don't have access to that. You might not be able to get hold of equipment for training at home, um, which would give you the same um, experience or the same effect as training in a gym. So you've got to figure out other ways of, um, of progressing. And, uh, and, and so, yeah, so basically looking at areas where you might feel weakness or you're like okay this ain't i'm not that great at this 
this could be worth developing because what it will invariably do is actually make you better at the thing that you want to go back to. So mm. uh, breathing, breathing is a good example. It's like if you actually start to focus on the quality of your breathing and focus on breathing so that you're able to brace your core better, then when you go back to the gym, it will be easier for you to overcome any loss in strength that you might experience from being under the barbell or over the barbell, whichever way. And um, so you, you make up that deficit quicker and you will be able to build strength quicker as well. Mm. So if that's, yeah. if that's part of your goal. So um, breath work is, is fantastic. It's also um, like mobility work, for example, as well as, like, okay, you know, if I build up more variability, I, I become more mobile in ways that I haven't explored before, that's going to have a good knock-on effect as well because the coordination and the efficiency of movement that you build by exploring different kinds of movements that your body is able to perform means that you are, again, better equipped for the gym as well. You have access to uh, more movement and that's super, super necessary, super important. So you have um, you have a variety of things that you can tap into which allow you to be a more effective human being and yeah. is uh, just yeah just broaden your scope a little bit and if you can't if you can't figure what out what that is is like okay well hire someone because we'll sure as hell be able to help you improve in a different way mm-hmm. that's so true man so true it's it's mm-hmm. i think it's objectively looking at your body but then also not comparing yourself, but also looking at where you want to be and be like, am I actually there? Am I actually moving toward there? Is there a way that I can be moving toward there? And at a certain level, it is a bit of risk that you're going to try and hire a coach and you're going to try and trust their their opinion. But if they've if they've able if they've shown that they're able to replicate this with themselves, with clients, so on and so forth, um, there's there is that social proof that you know this is happening, and you can also be happening the same way you know what i mean that that's that's such a uh, a key thing but again not not to look to try and convince people but just to say that the stuff that we do in gyms affects the uh the body in 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 so many ways but the body that you bring to the gym will be affected by those things differently you know what i mean this is why you see people that can put on muscle mass super quick and people that take ages and, and so on and so forth but understanding a perspective on that from a coach from somebody who is in the industry of of doing it i think is so valuable because the thing you touched on with breathing i mean you're changing the position of your body and that changing of the position of the body is is so fundamental um to how that body then exists in space you know what i mean i i feel like that's such a such an important or exists in an exercise that's such an important thing that people have never been taught and this is this is I know I'd have been taught it till uh, till Nick Daniel kind of walked into my life in this in, in this uh, in this instance. It just told me that look, this is this is compressed here, this is that there, and you're actually having to work harder because you're not able to get into this position because of um, years of potentially just not knowing. You know what I mean? This this is, this is at the end of the day, it's going to wipe out that that lack of awareness so that we can actually access parts of our body which which we need to for for right now but then also in time that's going to turn around and support us in ways that we just we just don't know right now so uh yeah 
yeah it's a, the, the biggest thing i think i've done with my clients through this time through this lockdown is everybody has an iron core like everybody is has, has gone that way where it's okay this is Solid. the thing that we need to yeah we have we if you can come back to the gym and have that shit down and that's that's we we, we start here we branch out and become an arm and we start here and branch out and become a leg and 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 how this shit in the middle kind of interfaces i think is so so important to to the edges and to, to to the last little sprinkles of pec and sprinkles of bicep and and like all that stuff we can put on the end but but let's go right to the core like you talked about with very starchy like the the analogy of the earth and the crust and everything else that we're looking at the outsides and, and trying to polish that stuff but let's look to the center let's make that in a, in, in in a way that isn't shake isn't shook or is is just laid in a way that we understand that so we understand how that thing influences the outside and this is the thing i've been working on with my, with my with all my clients right now is that as soon as you understand that you know this this central bit is everything for the outside bits then we're going to spend a lot more time on the central bit you know what i mean that's that's and that requires zip you don't need nothing at home you just need yourself and the floor preferably it's something, something comfy to lay on and what maybe a chair maybe this maybe that whatever you just need to understand how to breathe first right like that's what we talked about and then building around the core and building around all all the other parts of the body um it's been really interesting it's been really fun to to work on this with clients through lockdown because like i said i think you really earn your your stripes as a, as a coach or as a personal trainer when you can understand this stuff because it is you have to get your head around it first and then relay it to somebody and then train it yourself because that's uh that's the first thing is you have to know it works and you have to really be about it before you're moving it to people yes yeah, exactly. I love that. Just um, you're helping people build the foundations better as well by going back into that. And interesting, yeah, the overlap with me is like we're I'm focusing a lot on well, some some clients have like bands at home, resistance bands and stuff. So there's a certain amount of strength training that can be done with that. Um, but otherwise, it's like movement based. You know, it's just all right. Let's look at your deficiencies. Where might you not be moving so well? All right, we're going to we're going to build a hell of a lot more awareness so that you get better at moving, and then on top of that, you're going to add layers of complexity to that basic movement. You know, yeah. so and then you start to come into a place of, oh wow, I didn't know I could do that. <laughs> so yeah, it's like yeah, you do have that capacity. You've just never been shown it before. You've never realized uh, that this is possible for you before. So. You've, uh, you've got a lot to work with and just keep using this time to um, developing these different parts of yourself as well. Like, you know, if you like, again, for anybody, if you haven't listened to Jake's episode from last week, um, go back and listen to it because he tells us fundamentally um, how uh, we're taking in information from the world around us to help us navigate our environment and especially physically the things we really need to be able to do that well one of the things one of the systems that needs to work well is proprioception which is our body's awareness of itself in space so you can do balance training you can do coordination training and uh, you know getting in tune with uh, different kinds of movements really assist that and when you do that you build a level of confidence in your body which uh, is different to the kind of confidence that you can build from doing strength training because here is like, okay, strength training, I'm strong. I feel robust. This is, this is amazing. That's a great level of confidence and uh, something that everybody should be working towards having. 
But another thing you can try and work towards having, or should really, is access to more movement because of the knock-on effect to your, even your cognitive function, you know, is uh, like that coordination and that um, efficiency of movement provides your, it makes your brain feel more assured with what you're able to do. So if you're ever in a situation, um, in, you can, it, um, I say if you're ever in a situation where you find yourself in unfamiliar uh, movement territory and you're actually uncomfortable enough to deal with it and it can actually happen on a day-to-day basis because if you think about um, people regularly like how much do they actually get into a squat for example you know and that's a fundamental movement um, for us to be making in use of our ankles and our knees and our hips and our lower back and stuff and we kind of we blunt it because everything is set so that we don't have to move our butt beyond halfway most of the time if we're lucky sometimes like it's even higher than that and um, so even having access to that kind of range, how it limits you in what your potential can be. So it's just, okay, let's go and work on that. And let's go and work on accessing that range and accessing that movement. So, and this is something as simple as a squat. It doesn't have to be anything funky. Um, and it's just something as simple as that. And even like sometimes people can't reach overhead to get something from a shelf um, in the kitchen. So, okay, well, Let's work on that range of motion so I can do that a lot more comfortably because I'm going to do that a hundred times a week, you know, and that's uh, that's something to pay attention to because there's lots of day-to-day stuff mm-hmm. um, which we do which we don't realize we do as often as we do. Like like a client of mine was suffering from um, tennis elbow, right? Mm. So every movement that they were making is like, oh crap. I'm using this arm all the time. So once it's kind of been taken away from you, that uh, you realize how much you actually use it and how much you need it. It's like grabbing a glass, picking it up, putting, bringing it to my mouth, is flexing my arm in a way which actually irritates that tennis elbow. So crap, I've got to change that up. I've got to use my other non-dominant arm. And so that makes you realize how much you're actually using stuff. And so if you're... A, if you just think to yourself, actually, I'm using these ranges a lot more than I think I am. I'm in these positions a lot more than I think I am. And I experience stiffness here or I experience tightness there or I experience a niggle here or there. Then by you getting those ranges correct, those, as Kelly Starr would call the archetypical positions and ranges and movements, um, then when you start to get them right, then those hundred movements a week of you reaching for the top shelf becomes a lot less um, mm. irritating on the body. And it's so simple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%, man. 100%. And that's, I think that's slowing down in the moment to just realize that mm. this, this, is, this is actually hurting me or this is actually being um, a pain on my, on my day or a strain on my day, which doesn't need mm. to be there. You know, like kind of a, a typical one that I've had recently is a client with low back low back issues and a simple thing is as anterior pelvic tilt uh, a, a big like tipping forward of, of the pelvis creating a big arch in the low back um mm. and how that affects so much about our bodies in terms of not being able to support ourselves in terms of not being able to breathe correctly in terms of mm. putting undue stress on other joints and other like knees and and feet and so on and so forth but understanding that this is the center of the body this once we start to give it some more positional 
um, efficiency or pos- or just just start to put it into a better position through breathing, through core work, through whatever. There's you this stuff will just go away by itself. You know, but you'll be a drill well, in some in some instances, but um, in majority of instances, that's the that's a great fix that we can go to straight away and, and just start to organize the body the way the body wants to be organized. Um, and that's that's such a great way, great time to do that is right now because it's a time of low volume. You know what I mean? Like a time of the whole world is kind of come down. The lights are not really shining too bright. We can actually start to look under the hood and actually actually explore things. Whereas when things kick off again, you know, it's going to kick them to high drive. And we need, we, need to, we need to use this time more valuably right now because yeah, it won't come back. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, um, that's nice. I'm glad you mentioned that as well, taking that long view because you give yourself a chance to do this now if and when life kicks off again and you do find yourself getting busier and busier and busier with more external stimulus, more external input into your life compared to how it's been over lockdown, does that get pushed down the priority list? Mm. And if it does, then work on it now. Mm. Is uh, Because it's something that will actually help you enjoy post-lockdown life uh, better than uh, better than you would have done before. Completely agree. Completely agree. It's, about, it's about kind of building around these centers because they allow you to kind of carry on and go and be what you want to be. You don't want to have this, an ailment that didn't need to be there in the first place. You know what I mean? Any of any of this stuff is, is ailing you, whether it's not having correct perspective on something, which somebody who you hear talk can potentially provide. Like I, I had uh, a great time yesterday on Instagram looking at a guy's page, um, just based on how he was writing his his Instagram posts, and I was like, "Wow, this this is this is a great perspective." I, I like to spend more time just talking about it to just, just reading this because it's like it's like any book you'd read, right? Social media is like that, where you can take in information and be like, "Oh, wow, that that actually, in some way, satisfied some part of me." Um, but it's the same for for training, same for how the body moves. There could be there likely is somebody out there who's had the same niggle that you've got or the same lack of fulfillment that you've got that could 100% provide that to you. But it takes you to step into it and be like, give me a bit of help here. And, um, and sometimes it may, it may take one or two people to, for you to reach out to, but don't, don't feel like you shouldn't in that instance, because it's clearly there for a reason, you know, that you have this niggle and the signals being sent to you for a reason. Um, and yeah, that thing will come in any, any way, you know I mean? I, I feel, I like to feel like we don't just help clients gain muscle mass and lose body fat. Cause that's such a, uh, shadows would call it like a low resolution model, right? He would call it like, a this is, this is just a, this is just a basic way of looking at what we do. But thankfully we're able to access people because we've, we've, we're, we're, we're doing the work on accessing ourselves on different levels. You know what I mean, and that's, that's, that's the best thing about what we do is seeing somebody change, but yeah, okay, the scale hasn't moved in a week. Okay, we're we're noting that down. We're doing stuff about that. But this person's smiling a lot more than ever smiled before. This person is is talking in ways that they never talked like before. That's that's this is huge. You know, I mean, that's yes. that's the uh, there's there's many many wins to be had, especially at a time like this. So um, yeah. yeah, people out there listening, reach out. This is the time. Absolutely, man. I like that. And um, and then just thinking about the long view again, even more and more and more. Um, pushing the idea of working on coordination, balance, um, movement, efficiency, and everything like that. Because when you get older, the 
like as Jake was pointing out, the visual system, the vestibular system, which is in in behind the ear, and then your proprioceptive system, the one we just uh, touched on, they all work together to help you map your world. And when any one of those systems are off, they're not working so well, then your map of the world changes. And then one of the ways that it can change is like, you know, you get uncoordinated movement, you you uh, don't move efficiently and you can experience pain, right? So as you get older, it's natural for the visual system to start to deteriorate, right? The vestibular system, same sort of thing happens as well, where your balance, uh, vestibular system, rudimentarily speaking, is involved in balance. So um, you don't use that vestibular system as much, so your, and that starts to degrade a little bit as well, so your balance starts to go off. And then because people try not try, it just ends up being that they end up moving less and less as, the, as, they, as they get older, their proprioception starts to wane as well. So you've got all three systems that are designed to help you map your world, which are um, deteriorating. And in some cases, in a lot of ways, you have a lot of control over how much they deteriorate, right? Mm. And so if you actually work on that coordination and that efficiency of movement and that balance, and therefore keep developing your proprioception now, it's going to stand you in much better stead the older you get so that you're at a lot less risk of falls and you have a lot more control over your body. Because crazily enough, is like the risk of falling is, uh, is, uh, is, is huge the older you get. And um, the more that happens, the more chances as you get older, like breaking yourself, essentially. Exactly. So, so yeah, so take care of that stuff now as well and it will take care of you when you're older. 100%, 100%. I think you think touched on so many good things in this today's podcast around just like mm. knowing yourself and then looking into yourself and then looking forward as to what this is going to be and what, what this is going to mean, not been, <laughs> but <laughs> I love, I love when you, your mind just offers you up a word just to say, go make a fool of yourself. <laughs> Let me just sit back and watch this. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> but yeah that's 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 it man that's it it's 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 great that we get to explore these things man there's people out there doing amazing work in in all of these fields that we can get we can bring that to people um sometimes with it with a you ever feel you ever feel like you interpret somebody's work but then you can feed it to people in ways that they might not have understood if they went straight to the work you know because because we because we know the the attachments and we know the thought processes behind it that's my favorite thing <laughs> as you disappear into the ether just turn to dust don't be don't be end game brown right now okay yeah, you, should, yeah. you should not just go please all right stick around a couple more a couple more, a couple more seconds bro yeah i don't feel so good <laughs> no way. Man. yeah <laughs> yeah man, that's it yeah that's it yeah 100 man 100 that's 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 what i feel we can do for a lot of people out there so yeah just could keep uh keep the communication channels open and uh, yeah. keep moving forward. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, we have access to a bunch of like useful information for mm. people to be able to act on, uh, which they, they can't find for themselves or may not have even been inclined to find for themselves. And they come across and like, actually, yeah, this is super helpful. There's um, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of actionable uh, value here. So yeah. take it, run with it. Mm-hmm. So hundred percent, hundred percent. Should we uh, call it there, G? I think that was a good time to call it, man. We were on the mm-hmm. on the wavelength there. That's the one. So, that's the one. Yeah. So again, 
the people tuning in, thank you very much for taking the time. Um, we appreciate it. So tell us what you think of this episode. Mm. Jump on uh, our Instagram profile, Evolve, Achieve, Thrive. Send us a message on there. And uh, we're curious to hear your thoughts on what you picked up from today's episode. Mm. We're talking about um, like you know, uh, nutrition strategies for um, special occasions to training through the lockdown and exploring different parts of uh, your body and what you're capable of to stand you in good stead for the future. Um, tell us what you think about all that as well. And if you enjoy the episode, if you enjoy the podcast, please jump on uh, Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts and drop us a rating and a review so it helps us uh, get found out by more people. Mm. And um, if you're watching on YouTube, just like, comment, uh, subscribe as well, share the podcast with uh, whoever else you think is going to find it useful because there's a lot of valuable content here for people and um, uh, we, we want to bring it out to as many people as possible. 100%, 100%. That, that, that final point about sharing it, I think, is uh, is everything. That's the reason why we're here, you know I mean? We help help people through, but only if we reach them. You know I mean? And, and yes. like we said earlier in the podcast, you can you can have a certain certain thought about it. And if you know somebody in your, in your close family circle would have a similar thought around it, it's uh, it's really valuable to share out with them. So yeah. do so, people. Do so. And Absolutely. until next week. Till next time. All right.